Hey everyone, it's Madison. Just a real quick reminder that we are taking your plant Pokemon questions. If you can fill out the form that's linked in the episode description, we'd really appreciate it. I mean, don't you want to know the influence behind your favorite plant Pokemon or how certain plant Pokemon would survive in their environments? Or what adaptations would a plant Pokemon actually need? I'm sure you have all sorts of questions, including what is that thing on your back Bulbasaur? But to get those answers, you have to send us your questions. So please fill out, send us your questions, and we'll be answering them here in an episode coming up in a few weeks. Thank you, everyone. Enjoy. Who's that podcast It's Sussie Wybert. So uh, who who are you? (laughs) Who am I? Wow. Yeah. We're starting with an existential question. Um, (laughs) I am... An invasive species ecologist, specifically in aquatic systems. So what that means is that I study species, plants, fish, invertebrates that live in lakes, rivers, ponds, wetlands, any sort of area with water that aren't supposed to be here, whether that's because they've been brought over from somewhere else, or they've been a pet that's released, anything like that. Those giant goldfish that you see on the news periodically, that's my bread and butter. And (laughs) I work with state agencies to figure out effective, efficient ways to manage these non-native or invasive species. And I work specifically in the Great Lakes. So that's a huge aquatic system that spans eight states, two Canadian provinces, two countries. So it's a lot of coordination and desktop ecology, I call it. Those stupid Asian carp. (laughs) Invasive carp now. (laughs) So what other work have you done with podcasting? So I am actually a host of another show. It's called Pokemon Radio. And that show is very different from PokeScience. So (laughs) on my other show, it is more of a narrative format, storytelling style. Uh, It's my best friend from college and I, we play through each of the Pokemon games as if we're like NPR journalists following these trainers. (laughs) And then we report out on a weekly basis on what they did. So it's a lot of fun. And I'm really excited to be experiencing more of that Pokemon podcasting community because the amount that I've experienced already, it's just such a great crowd. So I'm super excited to be here. So what other experiences do you have that help you as part of this team? I think one of the big things that I bring professionally speaking is that in addition to my background with ecology and life sciences, I also have a bachelor's of science in communication studies. And I really want to emphasize that it's a it's a science-based degree. It's not a bachelor of arts. And that's really important because it means that what I study and the way that I think about communication is more of how, not just what are we saying to each other, but what are the motivations between how we communicate with each other? How does that change based on, you know, cultural influence, generational influence, and how does that communication shape not just the society that we live in, but also how we relate and interact with one another? And I think that's such a critical component when it comes to any sort of informational educational platform, whether that be, you know, an audio format like this, or even educational components for invasive species of helping to talk to people about why you shouldn't release your pet goldfish. So that's something that I think is really 
cool and unique and not super common in our uh, field in the life sciences specifically. So I think that's my special spice that I bring. Plus, I'm just a joy to be around. So, Okay, so I need to know, who is your favorite Pokemon? Um, Clefairy. No contest, <laughs> literally. <laughs> um, okay. There's, okay. Uh, no, yeah, go for it. Special uh, acknowledgement goes to Corsola, who I love. She's my little um, water Pokemon uh, baby. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I love the whole Dreepy line because it's just so, such a unique take on incorporating real life technology into a Pokemon game. But yes, my little baby Clefairy, she's just so sweet, just like waddling around. And in my headcanon, Clefable is like this all knowing, omniscient, like all powerful being. <laughs> and Clefairy is just like the sweet little kind of oblivious minion. So I love Clefairy. Okay, so what do you want to talk about most on the show? It has to be invasive species. I think that it's something that has really strong ties in the Pokemon games between, you know, pre-existing Pokemon like Corefish that are clearly based on species that are invasive. Like, sorry, I just totally blanked there. Um, <laughs> yeah, so between... Pokemon like Corefish that are based on invasive species or Pokemon like the Ultra Beasts that are literally exist in the games because of invasive species and the research that Game Freak did there. I think that it's just such a long running current in the games that already have such a strong ecological baseline, but this is just like another layer. So I'm really excited to dig into that. And I'm really excited to get into more of the cultural sciences side of things because I have a little bit of that experience with my you know, communications background, but I'm excited to learn a lot more and like really dig into that. How would you like to see the show change or grow? Oh, that's a good question. I think what a show like Poke Science does best at its core is to not just educate our audience, but to also educate ourselves and learn from each other. And so I'm really excited to see the new cast with so many new faces and voices and minds come in and bring new perspectives and just to be able to learn from each other. I think that that's something that I'm really excited to see the show do a little bit more and I'm very excited to be a part of. Which Pokemon game is your favorite and why? Black and White. Um, it is the generation where I stopped playing Pokemon. So I never played it when it came out. I fell out for several years. And then in college, my younger brother gifted me his copy and it's what got me back into Pokemon. And I don't think it gets enough love. It's a good game. So do you have any special rituals or rules you follow when you play Pokemon? I always name one of my either Pokemon or the main character after one of my cats. I kind of let it speak to me of which one it'll be, but there are five cats to choose from. So that's <laughs> one. Um, the other one is that I always save inside of a Pokemon Center, but never at the desk. I always walk away from the desk because I don't want to take up Nurse Joy's time. <laughs> if you could create a uh, new Pokemon region on any real world location, what would it be and why? Oh, man, that's a good one. I would love to see, I don't know that I'm going to tie this to a specific like geographic location so much as a feature. I would love to see a more mountainous region where the geography and the lore and the culture of the game really builds into that mountain life and experience. I grew up in North Carolina near the Appalachian Mountains, and it's just a very 
unique cultural experience living out in that mountainous area. And so I would love to see more Pokemon sort of dig into that side of things. What three famous people would you invite to a dinner party? Oh, um, Michelle Obama, because I think we would get along really well. This is really going to out me, but Kimi Raikkonen, who is a Formula One driver, who's just a trip. He's a whole character. I couldn't get into it, but definitely Kimi. And oh, a third. Um, Des Linden. She's a professional female marathoner, won the Boston Marathon in 2018, I believe. What makes the perfect ice cream sundae? Sprinkles, no chocolate syrup, which is a very dramatic um, thought. And I do love a good, soft, mushy, like banana sundae situation. <laughs> okay, last one. What are your thoughts on garden gnomes? Oh. <laughs> I am into them for other people, but not for myself. <laughs> are they invasive? Um, you know, they may be non-local beings, which means they're maybe not from the area, but they're not causing any harm. So like, it's fine that they're here. Okay. Well, that is it for, uh, for now. And we look forward to more of you on the show. Thanks.